Hello and welcome to Geeks with Shields, your home for all things good and nerdy in this, the darkest timeline. I'm Axel Wright, and with me as always is... Lord Commander Ulrich. Alright, how are you doing today, Ulrich? Ah, uh, pretty good. Alright, well we don't need to go into detail because today we're doing a buckler, which is like a shield, but smaller. Which means this is like an episode, but smaller. <laughs> so, <laughs> today we're just talking about uh, Black Lightning. Because we both have watched it, we both like it, so we're just going to discuss it a little bit. So, I watched it a few weeks back, so it's not as fresh in my memory, so why don't you lead us in, Ulrich? Yeah, I, to be honest, I did not think this was going to be good at all. I, I like, remember feeling the same way when I first saw the reveal. Well, the trailer was bad, it made the costume look bad, it made this look dumb and campy, and to be honest, I'm not a fan of CW stuff. It's been... It's a bit hit and miss, really. I have. But, I was a fan. I just lost interest, really. Like, I like Arrow enough. I liked season one of Flash a lot, and season two is yeah. fine. Uh, I like The Legends of Tomorrow as long as Leonard Snart's around, basically. And I haven't gotten into that. Arrow desperately wants to be Batman, and uh, see, I, I, I disagree. I disagree with that, but we can talk about that another time. Yeah. Um, and Supergirl, I was like, I love Supergirl, mostly because it's a better Superman than the movie Superman. So I never made it through the first season. Let me give them a try. But anyways, no, we sat down to watch this just because there was nothing on Netflix at the time. Mm-hmm. And you would suggest it. And it's like, all right, you know what? Axel said it's good. What's the worst it's going to be? It's going to be something I can play about later. And I was hooked right from the beginning. I'm like, wow, this is 10 times better than they made it look. And my first thought was, this is like a better version of Luke Cage. Uh, I don't know about that. But I just feel like they're completely different shows, really, to me, because of really their base, right? Because Luke Cage is about... I mean, I guess you could say they both have large uh, themes that have to do with, like, neighborhood. You know, Harlem versus... I suddenly can't remember the town Black Lightning's actually in. But I feel like... Black Lightning has a lot more themes that have to do with uh, like family and the like active responsibility of a parent specifically, and just as well as like how uh, a child and a parent are relational to each other. Whereas none of that's really in Luke Cage. I feel like any similarities between them are mostly superficial. Yeah, and I guess I should clarify: this to me is a better version of Luke Cage because this wasn't interesting black superhero driven show and for all four of you that watched our netflix review you already know my thoughts on luke cage so i'm not going to go into depth about that i'm not going to touch that statement but uh, yeah um no man jefferson pierce like i think the first thing off the bat that i love is the idea of just a story about a retired superhero like i don't remember the last time i or if I've ever seen something like no, Okay, the last time I saw something like that was like the Grey Ghost in Batman the Animated Series, which was an awesome episode, but that was just an episode. This is like a whole season built on this concept. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people are complaining, well, his powers don't make sense. Who cares? They look cool. He shoots electricity, and he may or may not have some form of super strength. Uh, I don't see why his powers don't make sense. I mean, his powers. Well, make people sense. say it's not clear. Like people ask, well, what's his powers? His power is he channels electricity. That's why he doesn't. He doesn't create it. He like absorbs it from around him, and he redirects it. Now he can absorb it like just in the general kind of static around, which is why he always has some electricity. But that's why whenever he like really powers up, the the lights around him dim. 
Yeah, and I, I, I said this was awesome, and uh, it kind of made me. Well, we'll jump ahead a little bit, but when his daughter kind of gets her really quick though, as for the strength thing, personally, I feel like that's the suit. Like he's able to power the suit, and the suit gives him like some boosted strength. I don't know what his suit. Isn't again, I don't particularly care because I'm so drawn in. It's like, okay, I just want to watch him kick ass. Yeah. I, hey, I don't even need to see him kick ass. I like him just interacting with like people. Like Jefferson Pierce, the character, is a really cool character. He's just very this, charismatic. Like, yeah. This like badass principal who knows like everything that goes on in his, you know, neighborhood, his town. And he's really good to his, you know, family other than the superhero stuff. But that's, that's something. You, you know what's funny? You know that whole conversation we had about how like Foggy in Daredevil season two got annoying because he was pressing too hard the whole uh, superhero as addiction narrative. Yeah. I feel like I feel like here it isn't annoying because it's his wife. So like we viscerally see the the consequences on her. So it makes it much more relatable. And they kind of play around with the idea that maybe it is an addiction form. Maybe there is a side effect to it. But you know, considering biochemical reactions, that, that they hinted that it literally is addictive for him. So. Yeah, and no, like I said, and it's really cool. And they have a solid villain, which I am all the way through. There's a solid villain, which oh, really Tobias Whale is so cool. I don't want to keep you know ragging on Luke Cage, but Luke Cage only had half of a solid villain. Yeah, I agree with that because in Luke Cage, uh, Cottonmouth was great, and they then they ditched him, but. In this series, we've got like three kind of villains going on, and with and Tobias Whale, who's very obviously the most important villain, they wisely like keep him out of the action for most of the season. And at he's the end, got a kingpin feel to him. Yeah, and at the end, he's still around. So like most of these shows, especially the CW shows, their first season will have like a solid villain, but then they'll basically eliminate them at the end of the first season, like Merlin in the first season of Arrow, or you know, the reverse Flash in the first season of Flash. Like they just ditch him at the at the end of the first season. But here, no, no. They they find some bureaucrat government dude who actually says make America great again twice. <laughs> oh yeah, no. I don't want to go too much into that, but I I love the we're not going to call it subtlety of this show because it's not really subtle, but this show really does come down with a stance and is not wishy-washy about it at all. Which when I'm watching, going, this why is this on the CW? This feels leagues above what the CW should be producing. Yeah, yeah. I can agree with that. Also, and this is something to put as a side note, but I love the fact that um, Thunder uh, Anissa Price is uh, is gay, and it's not like a part of her personality at all. It's just who she is the show yeah, doesn't almost like it's 2018 and these things aren't <laughs> big deals anymore exactly and but to see it in a show it's like it's still rare enough that i have to i have to give it a, you know a point for that for just training no i want to talk about her real quick she kind of made me realize that luke cage again and it kind of made me think luke cage doesn't belong on the streets <laughs> It's like, okay, Luke Cage, I love Luke Cage. I am still, he's one of my favorite heroes. But his power set, it's like, there's no real threat you're going to face on the streets that I have to worry about. With her, it's like, okay, how long can you hold your breath? Because that's her whole power, super strength and invulnerability as long as she can hold her breath, which adds this vulnerability to her that makes these encounters interesting. 
Yeah, I feel like we're we're jumping around a bit. I mean, this isn't a so to to give a, a quick like to anyone who doesn't know, Black Lightning is literally about uh, Jefferson Pierce, this guy who developed the ability to manipulate electricity. So uh, he used it to track down the man who he watched kill his father, Tobias Whale. They had some climactic battle, and they both thought the other one was dead, essentially. And then that's all before the beginning of the show. The show begins, it's like, like, uh, what, 15? No, no, not 50, like 10 years later. Yeah, it's like 10 years later. He's retired from being Black Lightning. He um, is trying to get back with his separated wife who left him because of his being Black Lightning. And uh, his children know nothing about it. And the story concerns uh, Tobias Whale, the guy who he saw kill his father who didn't actually die, like slowly getting power as he deals with, you know, a few other like criminals. Um, meanwhile, like there's this drug called Green Light that's going around. James Remar is playing uh, a character named Peter Gamby, who is like Black Lightning's Alfred, essentially, but he's also got some shady, shady past. Yeah, he's got some shady stuff going on. And uh, yeah, that's that's really the story. Oh, and of course, Black Lightning's kids are developing powers, and there's a lot of commentary on like... Uh, it's funny. One thing uh, I love about Thunder as a character is that she reminds me of... Um, what's the word of Trish from Jessica Jones, but a little more like a little more like, you know, remember I said how Trish was like a, uh, an inversion of Spider-Man and that she was like, if you have power and you don't do it, you're wrong. And she like tried to force on her. Well, Thunder's got the same thing going on. And it's a price or Anissa Pierce where she's like, this is a gift and we can use it to, you know, handle injustice. But it, it feel it sounds more, it sounds better coming from Anissa Pierce, like because we see her already like taking part in, you know, protests and social like progressive activities and stuff. Yeah, no, I don't want to say it, but I can't think of any better way to put it. She's kind of a better written character. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of a vague statement. There, I know there's That's more why. to it than that, but in layman's terms, to... she's just kind of more of a well-rounded character. I think. Let me put it this way. I'll try to be specific. When Trish. And Jessica Jones talks about how Jessica is, you know, failing a responsibility or needs to do. It sounds whiny, like Trish is just, yes. uh, you know, just jealous. Even when she starts getting powers herself, she sounds entitled almost about about having them. But when Anissa is talking about the responsibility of power, because we've seen her already trying to do good without power, it's more like someone who honestly believed these things acting on these things and is just trying to like to take the person she's talking to in a good direction. It feels more sincere. And I think one of the other big strong points this season has going in its favor is it sets things up that like plot points that aren't fully resolved within this season. So there's more to come and it has things like this happened in the past and we'll get to it eventually. So I guess it feels lived in like this feels like this is a complete universe that we're just getting a peek into, which for me makes me want to know more. Yeah. Like if I could take a moment, we mentioned how we both really like Tobias Whale. So Tobias Whale is a, his description literally I'm reading is a former politician who rose to the ranks of local government through corruption, but was brought down by Jefferson's father, Alvin. After killing Alvin, Tobias was exiled, became the leader of the 100. That's the gang selling the green light. And despite black lightning's chief adversary, 
or despite being Black Light Chief adversary and wants to kill him, Whale also becomes involved with the ASA's effort to capture the city. The ASI is this or ASA is this creepy government agency that has to do with superpower people. Uh, also, Tobias Wells an albino, which is just first of all, it's just kind of neat that I haven't seen a character like that. But they they keep referencing it in weird ways. Like there's this um this woman named I want to say Lady Eva. Was it Lady Eva? Yeah. Who? Uh, Lady Eve. Oh, Lady Eve. She talks about how albinos used to get killed and their bones ground into dust, and that dust sold as good luck charms. And like that's how she threatens him. <laughs> so. Well, you know, I was talking about with my brothers this weekend because we'd all binge this show, and it's like, how hard would it be to be an albino black man? <laughs> I mean, just talk to anyone that's mixed race, and they will tell you it's already difficult, and, you know, be an albino. It's like, oh, man. And they kind of play into that. Like, he gets shit for it, and he's kind of got a chip on his shoulder about it, but it yeah. works yeah. as this character building. No, he is, like, he he feels intimidating like okay i am really looking forward to the big fight between him and black lightning and we get a little bit of taste of it it's like no when these two go at it it's gonna be like titans yeah well that's the thing too tobias uh people might who haven't seen it are like well what how does he stand up to black lightning he's taking some serum he's been taking for apparently a while that makes him functionally immortal well not not i keep using that phrase it last week not, yeah it makes him eternally youthful it seems like it slows his aging by a lot and it also gives him the strength of like three men they said well they said that it gives him more strength over time and that at present he has the strength of about three men so yeah and he takes a hit from black lightning and keeps going yeah we watched them fight for about uh, like three or four minutes in a uh in a high school hallway and it's pretty awesome so yeah, no, this show has a lot of potential, and I'm actually legitimately interested in where it's going to go, which is something I haven't been able to say for CW shows <laughs> ever. Like, I got oh. the first season of The Flash, but a lot of people I've talked to will agree with me. Sometimes the camp levels just get so melodramatic, just cheesiness. See, that's, that's a weird phrase to me, because I consider camp, melodrama, and cheese to all be three very different things. So like, for instance, with The Flash or CW shows in general, I have no problem with camp. I enjoy camp. But melodrama, uh, which is important to keep you know, some form of stakes, but yeah, CW has a problem with letting their melodrama be too much plenty of the time. But yeah. that's... And yeah, I guess but... for me, it's separate things. And I'll re- explain real quickly. You know, Flash, when I say melodrama, I'm talking... You know, Barry is conflicted about something. When I say camp, I'm talking about motherfucking Captain Cold's goddamn parka. I, I love that parka. So, oh, it's so stupid. Like I said, I love everything about Captain Cold, man. He's oh, my favorite. Which is the thing I'm sitting here watching this going, I am looking forward to the crossover between this and some of the other CW ones because Black Panthers or Black Lightning's going to be that one that's like, one of these things is not like the other. One of these <laughs> things is good. Uh, oh, hold on. I need to. What was the? I can't remember his name. Wentworth Miller. Sorry, Wentworth Miller, the actor who plays Captain Cold, is like a, a treasure. So I was like, so there's this line. I just not talk about. Uh, I got a side note here. Since you haven't seen Legends of Tomorrow, there's this great line. It's my favorite line in all the CW, and maybe laugh a lot. Where uh, Vandal Savage, right? Who you know, Vandal Savage. He he yeah. is immortal. There's no function about it. He's just immortal, and he's he slept next to a space truck and gained immortality. Sure, he's the main villain of Legends of Tomorrow, right? And so there's this. I need to watch that then. You'd be disappointed with Vandal Savage, I think. I mean, already, 
stature isn't everything. Like, I have no problem with certain characters being a lot smaller than their comic counterparts, but the Vandal Savage in Legends of Tomorrow is not at all intimidating like he's supposed to be, to me. Um, But there's a great line near the end of the season, of first season, where, uh, like, they're fighting in a hallway and Leonard Snart's shooting at him, you know, Captain Cold, and he goes, and uh, Vandal says... Do you know who I am? I am Vandal Savage, conqueror of nations. And then the response is, and I'm Leonard Snart, robber of ATMs. Okay. And that just that just killed me. It was so perfect. <laughs> so. <sighs> anyway, so that's uh going off a little too much. But the point is back to back to Black Lightning here. Uh, Tobias Whale, he also has one of those... He reminds me a lot of, like, when you said Kingpin, and now you got me thinking about it, and he does feel a lot like Daredevil Season 1 Kingpin, but it's a very different kind of... So he's got that same, like, he's imposing. He's yes. extremely imposing, and his voice, he's got this great voice, right? Yes. Um, And he, like, when he quotes, like, from the Bible or whatever, or rap songs or whatever he's quoting, because uh, he quotes a bunch of things, like, it feels right you know like mm-hmm. kingpin and daredevil was all about how this was a very unhinged uh person who was both like a child and also the one completely in control of everything and and like that was what was unnerving about him right tobias whale feels more like because when we see tobias whale at the beginning he's not in he's not the leader of the the organization he's a part of so actually part of the season is watching how he takes over the organization he's a part of <laughs> Well, he feels very much in control. Like, that's the thing that makes him so terrifying, is he instantly has this gravitas to him, and he is in complete and total control at all times. Which, he's kind of the opposite of Kingpin. Like, I see this guy crushing a man's skull, not going to break a sweat. Where, you know, Kingpin is going to be going savage. This guy's going to be doing it slow and gracefully without, you know, this is nothing. By the way, as a side fun note, the actor who plays Tobias Whale is uh, Marvin Jones III, also known as Crondon. He's a a rapper, and apparently he he actually has he actually has albinism. So that's not yeah. like that. That's just cool, you know. Cast a real well, person. I saw when I when I saw him, I'm like, I recognize you, but I don't know from where. So I looked it up, and I was like, Oh, okay, you're a rapper, and I've listened to his any of his things. But you just don't forget an albino rapper if you ever see them. That just is something that sticks with you. I guess. What did you think of um, the whole story with Khalil slash Painkiller is what his name ends up being? I thought that was a bit dumb. (laughs) Like, you had a good setup, but he really should have been saved for the second season with a bit more development. And all of a sudden he has dreadlocks, which, okay. Well, I don't care I, if your hair grows fast. That doesn't quite. I uh, I uh, I kind of agree with you, but I do like the idea that he just like shoots out. Oh, his powers needles. are cool. So, but he needed. He felt kind of half baked. Yeah, no, I can agree with that. Like, oh, oh go ahead. Uh, no, I like a uh, one more season's worth of development, and him turning to the dark side would have made so much more sense. Or had he suffered a bit longer. And you kind of focused on this feeling of this guy who had his whole life set out ahead of him, all of a sudden taken from him. And then, you know, slowly began to blame Black Lightning for this. It would have made so much more sense than, and I went away and got my legs better, and oh yeah, I'm an asshole now. Well, I did feel more like he was um, selfish to begin with, and it just kind of brought it out. But I do get what you mean. So I, 
I feel like they, there was enough justification there that it didn't feel totally out of nowhere, but I, I could have used more with this particular subplot. Yeah, I don't know. Next, are you still around? Hopefully they'll have more next season. I still am really curious. There's one thing they set up they never went back to mm-hmm. is Madam Eve has a body on the table because she's a coroner or a mortician or something, and yeah. she's doing something about it, and the body comes back to life. Yeah, I, I do say that. So there's a character who has some great episodes that I'm not going to go into which character or what's going on because it was actually pretty surprising. But he he dies, he comes back, and then he has tattoos that talk to him essentially, and they are of the people that he's killed. And I was yeah. like, this is pretty fascinating. And I thought that had to do directly with Madam Eve was doing, but then that storyline just kind of ended, and I was like, really? I think it's going to come back around in some form or the other. I don't know how. I'm thinking maybe a voodoo angle, but that kind of feels cliched. Yeah. All right, well, we need to start wrapping up. There's one more thing I definitely want to say. Two more things. One, I just want to give extra praise again to Cress Williams, who plays Jefferson Pierce, because while this show is pretty good at being an ensemble, a lot of the characters get plenty of time. Like Black Lightning himself is just great that actor's doing an amazing job at being as charismatic but at the same time very understandably you know like his challenges are very understandable and i i really appreciate what what he brought to the role so but uh secondly i just want to say that whoever's idea it was to cast james remar as the alfred with a dark backstory like that's just genius because i still have a hard time not seeing him as the dark passenger from dexter so <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't. Ha- I haven't seen Dexter, so I didn't have any baggage going in for him. But it's a good thing in my case, right? Because before Dexter went, you know, completely horrible, right? It, it, since it, since you haven't seen it, James Umar was Dexter's father, and then he became the literal hallucination that was the personification of Dexter's desire to kill people, essentially. <laughs> so, I mean, he still had the code. He was also a personification of the code of Harry that kept him from killing innocents, but. He was that he was a hallucination for like three seasons. Well, more than that, actually, just three good seasons. So, <laughs> uh, and then there's the fact that people, uh, some people forget that he was um, Ajax in the Warriors. So I will never see James Remar without thinking, "I want to shove that bat up your ass and turn you into a popsicle." <laughs> All right. Now, the only thing that I really want to say that I haven't is, are we really gonna do just? You can't tell who they are just because you covered their eyes. I mean, you know, I'm fine with that. I've never had a problem with that. And I mean, I've they had, had a problem with that. I mean, they had Henry Cavill walking downtown New York with glasses on, and only like two people recognized who he was. Oh, that's the bug. You know, that's the one good thing to come out of the Green Lantern movie was that joke when you know he appears the first time in the Green Lantern. How is that you? How would you know it was me? Just because you covered your cheekbones doesn't mean I don't know who you are. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like that falls under suspension of disbelief that I'm perfectly fine with because it's just, I mean, don't get me wrong. I still love like a good, you know, full mask like Deadpool or Spider-Man have, but you know, not every hero is going to have that. And I'm, I'm fine with suspending that particular criticism. So my suspension of disbelief was burned out when he used lightning to fly. I don't see a reason why not. That's just force. Well, I guess technically electricity wouldn't really, it's an energy that's okay. That's kind of complicated. I can get into that later, but yeah. we don't have time. We don't have time for the physics lesson of why that not <laughs> <could not> work. <laughs> so, uh, do you have any final thoughts? No, that's it. I'm super psyched for season two, which is more than I can 
say for any previous CW show. And I'm super psyched as well. But uh, this has been our buckler. Thank you for listening. And be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Leave a comment down below if there's something you'd like to hear in a future podcast or if you disagree and or agree with whatever we said. You know, uh, We are now on Twitter and Patreon. We'll put the links in the thing of the lot below. And as always, this has been Axel Wright. And Lord Commander Ulrich. All right, be sure to, st- uh, be sure to tune in next time. And as always, stay honorable.